0: Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week, we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And a good day to you. This is Brad Zockel. We continue in our talk in Revelation chapter 19. This is the Revelation edition of the Questions About Heaven. Thank you so much for your prayers. I really appreciate your care, your encouragement. Just wonderful talking with so many friends here. Uh, I am so excited about the, the uh, getting back on the road here. Oh, I did love it here, uh, you know, as I've been here. And I'll be here during the course of the weekdays uh, on uh, the different live streams, TikTok at 8.30 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time to 9.25, and then moving over to YouTube every weekday, Monday through Friday, on YouTube from 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time over to 10.30 Both of those include questions and answers, and we have had a wonderful time with those. I'm also uh, wanting to remind you, if you are on Instagram in the afternoon, I'll have about a 15 or 20-minute live presentation there, Uh, and if you are interested in seeing some of those, they are archived, and I do appreciate your support in watching and learning and asking questions. Facebook, every morning, I will be on in the morning time. And you can find that when you look up Brad Zogel on Facebook. And so thank you so much. It really means a lot. Whenever I'm able to minister to you and I receive responses, questions, and I can look them up. And I like doing the homework and getting answers to your questions about heaven as the Lord would see those uh, being made through in the scriptures. We don't go into any type of visions here. I don't talk about NDEs, near-death experiences, or any kind of dreams. Those things are too, way, way too uh, emotional and uh, subjective. And so we stay away from that and go straight to the scripture and what we can find. Let scripture speak. And saying that, we're looking at a very, very, what some people consider a very intimidating uh, book called Revelation. The word in the Greek means uh, the unveiling. The Greek word is apocalypsis. And it's not saying that we are talking about an imminent time of atomic blast and nuclear fallout. It just means we're revealing. what What is the revealing, uh, the revelation, the revealing of? Well, it's not what, it's who. It's Jesus Christ. From Revelation chapter 1 all the way to the final words in the uh, 22nd chapter of Revelation, you're going to see Jesus His fingerprints are on everything, the justice, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, as it says in Revelation chapter 19, the one whose eyes are in judgment, a flame of fire is the figurative presentation in Revelation chapter 1, the one who sits on the throne, taking back the, uh, the whole ownership of the universe amidst great praise and glory, Revelation chapter 5, and on, and on, you see Jesus here. So we're going into Revelation chapter 19, and we have been talking about this very, very important, one of the climactic chapters of the entire book of Revelation is here in Revelation chapter 19. Before I get started on that, just remind you, if you are looking for the, uh, just uh, taking a look at wanting to get some books in your hands about heaven If you go into Amazon, our ministry offers two right now. I'm working on a seven-book series. And uh, the two books that we have are Heaven, The Adventure Begins, and also What Is Heaven All About? And they are available on Amazon. You can have them drop shipped to you. Uh, I bring some books along whenever I travel. Uh, They're all available to you. And uh, any any purchase helps our ministry just a little bit more and a little bit more. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, then go to theheaventour.com. TheHeavenTour.com And you can see where I'm traveling What I'll be doing You can go into a section And uh, under questions about heaven In there And then put in some keywords And videos that I've made Will give you answers That you might need as well I'm looking at uh, the uh, Heading out uh, here this weekend Over to Salisbury, Maryland On February 11th And then continuing on The following week I'll be in Slidell, Louisiana on Saturday, the 17th of February in the afternoon at Rebel Roastery, Rebel Coffee Roastery. Oh, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a great time there. And then also the next day, I will be puttering from Louisiana trying to make it over for the morning service, (coughs) excuse me, uh, in the morning service over in Dayton, Texas, and it's South Dayton Baptist Church with Pastor Mike Melligan. This will be my second time there. You can find some more information about the ministry, but right now, I think what you have come onto to the podcast to hear is about Revelation 19. You can go back, and we have gone verse by verse through Revelation to take this Gibraltar of a book and break it down into handfuls of information that we might be able to see the magnificence of God and the glory of God in here. And when Revelation chapter 19... And let me read, and we're going to continue on. I'm going to start from verse 1 and then move on through, and then let's take it verse by verse as we go. I'm up to uh, verse 4, but let me start in verse 1. So we get the idea. This is going to be one of the great judgment chapters. After this, John says, I heard what seemed to be the voice of a loud, great multitude, a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven crying out, Hallelujah, or as one translation says, Hallelujah! starting with the alpha or starting with the letter A. Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, for his judgments are true and just. For he has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality and has avenged on her the blood of his servants. Once more they cried out, verse 3, hallelujah, the smoke from her goes up forever and ever. Speaking of the eternality of the judgment of God against the rebellious verse 4 and the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who was seated on the throne throne is a very powerful word in this book it's used uh, over 40 times throughout this book alone talking about God's authority this is really the revelation of God's uh, authority they who Jesus uh, is here and he is the king of kings and lord of lords as we see him on the throne you will notice Jesus and God seated on the throne, the merging of the Godhead, uh, Jesus being God, along with the Lord. God was seated on the throne, and they are saying, the 24 elders and the four living creatures are saying, Amen, Hallelujah. And from the throne came a voice saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, small and great. Then I heard what seemed to be a voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters, and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder crying out once again hallelujah for the lord our god the almighty reigns let us rejoice and exalt and give him the glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready and it was granted to her to clothe herself with the fine linen bright and pure for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints and the angel said to me write this blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true words of God. We'll stop there. There's so much to gather here in this time. And when we think about this, we are now into the area of seeing God's justice being done. We saw that his justice was done, Revelation chapter 16, which was then described in detail what the justice was. Revelation chapter 17, the downfall of the humanistic religious system, pushing away the Lord, Uh, the downfall of the financial system, which shook its fist in the face of Yahweh, the God, that both of those in chapter 18, this happens. We see all this and the response, although in you see the mourning, the, the crying, the sobbing and the sorrow of those who built their lives on this feeble structure called finances, when it all falls through. Then we see on the other hand, the eternal, being realized and the praise by those in here in response god gets the glory he will get the glory and we have praise here most most powerful here we see this word hallelujah. hallelujah four times here the only time it's used in the new testament is used here i'm thinking back in psalm 148 when you see this word used again and then it is then uh um, transliterated into hallelujah In the early uh, works out of the Hebrew word, uh, meaning praise, it is a direction. You are to praise the Lord. It's a direction. You praise the Lord. Hallel, praise. Yah is the word for Lord. Psalm 148 begins and ends with this word. Hallelujah. And you think about it. And when you read Psalm 148, which would be great for you to read as you're looking at this passage in Revelation chapter 19, you see from the top to the bottom, it gives you all this detail. All the way down to earth, everyone should praise the Lord. Well, what's praise mean? Well, when you look in the definition of this word praise, because people say, well, all we're going to be doing is praising the Lord in heaven. Well, certainly, but this doesn't mean that you're just going to be there singing 10,000 hymns in a row and just standing on celestial pews, getting, you know, uh, wearing out your arches of your resurrected body. No, this is not talking about this, is all you're living the praise. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 14, the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. We are awash in God's glory and in his joy. Luke 6, 21, we will laugh. We see in Isaiah, it tells us that happiness will last forever. This praise means to shine. That's one of the definitions. We are shining with the glory of the Lord in praise to him. It means to be boastful, and indeed, can't we do that today? If we're going to boast, we boast in the Lord. That is giving God the praise, and that's what they're doing here in Revelation 19. Another uh, level of the definition means to be commended, to celebrate, and there is plenty of celebration in heaven, obviously so, and the celebration goes in the, the joy of the Lord. I remember growing up in the middle school, every year there would be a Founder's Day celebration in Hershey, Pennsylvania for the founder of the town. Milton Hershey would gather in the Hershey Theater. I believe that was the name of it. And there would be uh, the the walking through of his life and what he did to help the town. Now, within that, there was a recognition of this man and his wonderful work. Indeed, started dozens of orphanages within the city, started a trade school for the orphan boys and things, all of these things. But yet the celebration was much more than that. Then people went out and they celebrated. Then there was music and there were festivities and games and eating and things. There was a whole thing, not just standing there and just chanting Milton Hershey's name. There's a whole day of festivities involved on Founders Day. I don't know whether they still have it. I believe they do. But it gives you a, a, a secular idea of the sacred truth of what praises. We celebrate the Lord. We are enjoying the Lord. We're laughing in, in the Lord and singing in the Lord. And it says also in the definition, this is to the point of almost appearing foolish. We are having so much fun and giving so much joy that it would almost appear foolish. When we take a look at the lexicon, we would see that this term for praise, for hallelujah, it means to give a a sheer, just just a sheer, loud, sharp tone, to be clear, is what the lexicon says of this word, uh, in sound or even in color. The illustration is of women crying out, LLL, LLL, just yelling this out. And so everybody would know that there is a high emotion going on. It also gives you the idea of the brightness of light. And isn't that true? We even think of John chapter one, Jesus being that true light. This is the praise that's going on here. When we see this, they are calling out this wonderful, magnificent word, which really is a heavenly word that really has no real equal uh, in its depth, in the Hebrew tongue, here we love this. We, you who fear Him, the throne came. This voice, uh, they they were calling out. You saw the multitudes being represented here in singing out and rejoicing and in loving the Lord. Here, when we take a look at this, He hears a loud voice in the opening, and we're not sure. You know, it, it says a loud voice of a great multitude. Does it mean all at one? Yeah, probably does. Could this be the raptured saints? Maybe so. Could it be the tribulation saints we saw in Revelation uh, chapter 6 and chapter 7? Could be. Uh, Would this be combined with angels? Yeah, it might be as well uh, in here. But you see this very, very powerful word, alleluia, which is then tied in and foundationed uh, with salvation, glory, honor, and power, giving them all to him. Revelation 5, 9, what does it say whenever uh, Jesus took the scroll? You are worthy to take the scroll, open its seals. You were slain. You have redeemed us to God by your blood. Yes, absolutely. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Absolutely. And his righteous judgments, his true judgments, we read in verse 2, he has judged them. And in the answer to the prayer of all of the saints over the years, it has come to be. The smoke rises up, as we saw in verse uh, 3. We talk about this, and I remember the one time whenever I had uh, encountered a man who was starting to laugh about the eternality of hell, about the reality of hell, and I was sitting in his home. He invited me in, and even after just giving this verse, he was quite shook. He had claimed to have read the Bible, and I showed him Jesus talking about hell, Mark chapter 9, talking about the, the, the foreverness, of this the smoke rising up forever he was indeed i mean emotionally shook physically shook he said i had no idea forever and ever this would literally mean into the ages of the ages continuing on in what's going on here now we go to verse 4 the 24 elders now we saw them way back in chapter 4 seated on the throne And when we see them, you know, what what do they mean? Does it mean 12 representing 12 tribes of Israel? 12 meaning the apostles or disciples? It could be, we don't know. 12 ministrations of the temple, uh, of the 24 ministrations of the priests, it might be. What, What it really means is the churches. The churches are here. And when we see these ones, they are surrounded by also the living ones, the living beings here, the heavenly ones that were there. And we saw them, They uh, are of the high order of angels here in chapter 19 and verse 4. And what are they doing? They are not standing up in uh, strength. They are falling down in worship. They fall down. Isn't that something how many times mankind, even among the Christians, we want to make a name for ourselves, especially in this uh, day and age in social media, where even Christians fall into the siren call of being known, As a Christian celebrity or somebody and takes a look at numbers of the size of the church or the followers on other social media very sad when we see this these ones who have done great things fall down worship God who is seated on the throne anytime you see throne it's symbolic of authority and they are saying so be it amen so be it alleluia when we see this We are in agreement, so may this happen. You receive all of this. When we see this, this reminds us of chapter 4. When all of the songs and all of the crowns are being brought, it carries over into chapter 5. The wonderful realization that God has made this possible. And we will celebrate Him. Live for Him as He lives for us. Be part of the family when we see this. Revelation chapter 11 just tells us the seventh angel... It tells us here, loud voices in heaven. We keep seeing this loud, magnificent uh, uh, presentation. Quote, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. That causes anybody to fall in worship. When we see this, we see these ones doing this. Voice comes down from the throne and It is telling us that we are to praise the Lord as we see in verse five. There is going to be a continual praise our God, this voice, you who fear him. So this is not God saying, praise me. It must be an angel of great importance here. Praise him. All of us are your servants. The servants here that when we are saying this, you are to praise him. Fear the Lord, praise him, small and great. Wherever you were considered, to be of little worth by the human race, or you were of great—it doesn't matter. He is the one who receives the praise. When we see this, you know, as it says in Galatians chapter three, the, all the divisions are brought down by by the culture, by gender, by financial uh, importance—all of them. We're going to fear him, and this is a reverential awe, both small and great. Did you notice here as we start this off? When many people say, "But you know, what about God's justice?" You know, will we be sad when we know that there are those that had rebelled against them and they wouldn't be in heaven? Will this be a time of us mourning? And one of my spiritual mentors said, but when we're in heaven, we're gonna see God's point of view. We'll recognize his holiness. And the reference was to the opening verses of Revelation chapter 19. We see Yahweh for who he is. We're seeing the power of him here. And when we see what he is doing and how he is being celebrated, so important here it just keeps saying alleluia the the voice of the great multitude once again verse six sound of many waters when we see this when we look back we'll see this i i think of uh ezekiel chapter 43 when the glory of god was being mentioned his voice was like the sound of many waters a very powerful powerful glorious voice and we'll see that also Revelation chapter 1, when it tells us that Jesus, Jesus being God, his voice was like the sound of many waters. But also, the voice of mighty thunderings coming on as well. The multitude is in a crescendo of praise to the Lord. What do they say? Hallelujah. Once again, we see this in chapter, uh, chapter 19 and verse 6. What seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, a roar of many waters, one translation says. A roar, isn't that something? When I was at Niagara, as a child, our family, my mom took us there, and the roar was so loud and monstrous and wonderful. That's what we see here. It's like the sound of mighty peals of thunder. Well, what's the, what's the thunder out? Hallelujah, once again. Why? Why? Not just because there he is, but because he reigns. The Lord, the master, God, omnipotent, omnipotent, pantocrator, pantocrator. When we see this, this is an amazing name for the Lord, omnipotent. It really can mean in the definition, one who can move history with his hands. One who can move history with the way he, he, he wants to do things. Think of Matthew 19. It tells, with God, all things are possible. Well, absolutely. Right here, he reigns. He reigns. He has complete control here. When he is taking over, we see this. We're always just, and, and we, are, we are knowing this, in this power that he has, in this. May we say this in great joy, that he has us in his hands. We think of uh, John chapter 10 verses 27 through 30. Isn't this a comforting thing when Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. The sheep are not powerful, but the shepherd is. I know them and I have them in my hand. And he goes on to say, and the Father, who is greater than all, has them in his hand. Boy, that double clutching of our security and our salvation and knowing we're with the family of the Lord. In all of this, indeed, we can all praise him for what's coming here in the judgments and also what has happened to us in the past. We have been. See, This gives us, we praise him now because of what he has done, the victory that we have been redeemed in the past and what he's going to do in the future. Those are reasons for praising. Well, my time is up. I'm over time here. I wanna thank you so much. This is Brad here in the studio and I appreciate you so very, very much as we talk about heaven We're walking through the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 19. I'll continue on with our walk in here leading up to the grand battle known as Armageddon. God bless you, thank you, and Lord willing. We'll talk soon. In order for the Heaven Tour to continue fulfilling our mission, we humbly ask for your support. Your generosity allows us to continue to proclaim and explain the biblical truth of Heaven and to mentor many. All eligible donations are tax-deductible, so please prayerfully consider an end-of-year gift. You can send your gift to the Heaven Tour, P.O. Box 795-Pickens, South Carolina, 29671. Thank you and have a blessed Thanksgiving.